What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 187 this week, featuring my guest J.D. Lyon. He is an EDM artist out of Atlanta, and he's got a new track coming out uh, this week. It's called Lightning the Queen, and uh, you'll hear it first on this episode, I believe. But uh, yeah, uh, JD and I had a pretty fun conversation about all sorts of stuff, including uh, our mutual favorite sport of hockey, which was fun. Uh, It sounds like his family's origins kind of started in India and then Canada. But uh, in any case, um, we also talked about JD's uh, foray into electronic music starting in 2019 prior to that. Sounded like he had been drumming with a fair amount of touring bands and stuff like that. So if you are friends or fans of his, uh, hopefully you learn a new story or two about him. And um, yeah, uh, wherever you may be listening, uh, definitely thanks for uh, supporting local music and local art and all that stuff. Hopefully you yourself are doing all right. Uh, Sounds like JD has a show in New York City as well uh, this Saturday coming up. So you can keep tabs on all his socials and website and stuff like that. I will add it to the episode notes so you should be able to find it. And then uh, in personal news and notes, uh, I'll be playing with my band in Baltimore. Uh, It'll be Friday night at Monument Brewing. And uh, it'll be like 7 to 9. And then the last three things that I always mention is uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is up and running in the DMV. We do a lot of uh, music and video content for people around town. And then there's also a merch store for this podcast on Shopify. That is in the episode notes. And then finally, the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings, guitar shop out of Laurel, Maryland. Uh, that's where I take all my guitars and find Truly Strings on Instagram. But uh, without any further rambling, uh, I'll get to the conversation with JD. Normally, I barely even do anything other than what we were already doing, which was just talking. So, okay. um, I don't know if you had any like topics you wanted to like, you know, do. Is, is there topics that you do every every uh, show, or like how does that typically work? I mean, if there's a specific topic you want to talk about, then obviously we'll talk about that. But I can easily just talk about hockey for the majority of the time. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, we can talk about hockey. We can talk about you know new single tour dates and uh all that you know all yeah. that shit I broke my back last year <laughs> so you can talk about that oh, well wow. how'd um, you do that yeah. not playing so, hockey right <clears throat> no no unfortunately i was actually in this house here and uh i bought this house in uh 2021 came out of this this relationship sold my house in austin moved to moved to the atlantic and uh so i've been sprucing up this house like you know, it's one of those, it's, it, it came pretty well, but there was a lot of stuff I wanted to add. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> so I was trying to get some recessed lighting done in my kitchen downstairs. And uh, 
went up to the attic with the guy who was doing all the doing the work for me because we're trying to look for a space to drop in the light right and i was it's a 24 it's a 24 inch space between studs and so i was trying to step across and so like it was kind of precarious to go stud to stud i was Mm -hmm. like let me just quick let me just do like a quick touch step right and when i did when i did i went straight down yeah and and i landed landed on my side my leg landed on one of those like you know plastic tubs and so yeah cut that basically traced my like my entire right leg so i had that i took a chunk out of the back of my head i broke my back in five places and i had like messed up my rib cage and i was in the hospital for two days and was out for two and a half months and uh yeah and i was and, and what's funny is when i fell um later that week like the next Saturday, like 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 that Saturday, um, I was supposed to be playing in New York City. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, so I I had to message the I'd have my manager reach out to um, the venue and be like, "Hey, uh, my artist like is in the hospital <laughs> and like can't make the date and the and for whatever stupid reason." Uh, I don't know why, but like the communication didn't go through smoothly. So yeah. I get this, so I get this text message. You're like, Hey JD, you're on in like an hour. And I was like, did my manager not get in touch with you? And they were like, yeah. they were like, we may miss something. What happened? And I was like, I broke my back in five places. I can't play. <laughs> so they were like, Oh my God, what? And they like, they looked at their emails and then they're like, Oh shit. It was right there. I'm. We're so sorry. They're like, we'll reschedule your date for later. And so, <clears throat> so I ended up going back in November. It's great. But so yeah, that's that's my that's my broken backstory. And so that, it's uh, funny. That sucks. I've uh, <laughs> I've uh, taken care of a few people who've done that because I'm actually a, a medic as well. And like people like to fall off ladders a lot. And that's uh, kind of seemed to be the number one way to do it yeah yeah i mean and it's fun because like uh i was you know like i was in the trauma wing uh at the i was in the trauma wing of of, uh like i'll name check the the hospital that doesn't exist anymore but it's the wellstar atlanta uh, wellstar atlanta hospital and i'm in the trauma wing over there and and i was like where am i right because i'm just i'm there like and, and they were like the guy over here fell off a ladder this guy was hurt in a construction accident and you know they're like telling me like where everybody is and it's like hey fuck it's like that many people on the floor yeah. and so being a medic yeah you see it all the time <clears throat> yeah I, one of the one of the parts of uh the job i actually like though is we like to give somebody painkillers in that situation because you're like i don't know <laughs> you're their obvious hero at that point because it's just like it's kind of magical really that it, uh it's that simple but a little opiates and uh you're good to go yeah. i had i had two milligrams of morphine from i didn't get on my drip from morphine until about 4 30 in the morning and mm. i fell around 8 p.m oh wow they didn't, give you, <laughs> they didn't give you anything did you haul your own ass in there no, I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, 
initially I was trying to. I took yeah. it took two I took two Ubers to get to a couple of Virgin Cares, and then I was in such bad shape that the yeah. guy was like, "You need to go to the hospital right now." And yeah. so, so I got I got taken by I got taken by ambulance to uh, the big hospital, and then they just got me in, did the whole like you know ER yeah. thing, and it was it was a trip. And then they finally the girl the girl came in my nurse, and she was like, "Has anybody given you anything?" And I was like, "No." no. Hmm. And in fact, I had no idea. My arm had like a needle thing for my IV, and yeah. so I was like looking at it. And I was on the phone with my family because my family's back in Houston, and <clears throat> I'm like looking at my arm. And then finally, I just took the thing out and I just like tossed it. <laughs> and so the, so the woman yeah. was like, "Where's your IV thing?" And I was like, "Oh, I took it out. It was just sitting there." And then she was like, yeah. "Can you not do that, please?" And I was like, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't didn't know. Yeah. So. It's a great way and to then, piss off a nurse. Then the best part is they move it to my left arm, and my left arm uh, ends up getting a blood clot. <laughs> oh, damn! So having a hard day. I was just rock. I was just rocking for this. You know, for like three days, I was just kicking ass. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they told me that uh, nobody told me why I was in the hospital for two days because they were. I was like, you know, part of it was they were like, you know, I was asking them if I could go play. And they were like, mm. no. And uh, <clears throat> the the other thing was that they were monitoring me for internal bleeding, but nobody nobody told me that. And then yeah. finally, like once I got into my room, the guy was like, oh yeah, we're uh, we were just watching to make sure you weren't you know internally bleeding. And I was like, so so I'm like looking at him, I'm like, so am I? And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, well, cool. Can I get yeah. something to eat now? <laughs> so. I was like, <laughs> I never knew that medallion tips, like roast roast medallion tips with potatoes, would be the greatest thing ever. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> hospital well, food, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, there's a hospital with good food, but it's always in the cafeteria, and I don't, I don't know if they serve it to the floor, like to the patients or not. I gotta so. tell you, like these guys was pretty. It was pretty good, but I also hadn't eaten in like two days, so. Yeah. I mean, so it probably was shit, but you know, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it, uh, healed up hopefully. And you're not, you know, still in pain or something. Yeah. Occasionally it gets sore. Uh, like, yeah. like, uh, when I played in New York city, um, I did, I did two sets that night, which the second set was completely unexpected, but, uh, they just, they were like, Hey, you're, you're kind of like, you're, your show's kind of thumping and people are coming in thinking it's like a nightclub. So they're like, yeah. keep, I was like they're like, can you keep this going? And I was like, I wasn't ready for this, but sure. And then, so after the second set, uh, I felt number one, I felt the injury, excuse me. And number two, uh, I felt my age. <laughs> so like, uh, I was just like, Oh yeah, this is what it, and, and, and you know, everyone kept telling me like, this is 40 bro. And I was like, Oh yeah, I get, I see, I see what they mean. Like two sets after a broken back will really mess you up. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's, so there's your there's your hospital humor and 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 uh, middle aged man humor. How about that? There you go. <laughs> well, I guess the, yeah, I guess the since the front half of this got cut off just a little bit, we'll backtrack just a touch since this is like the official interview or whatever. But um, okay. basically. Okay. You moved around a little bit, which 
it's a good place to start kind of going from, you know, Toronto. Or did you stay mm-hmm. in India first? So my or, family is from India. No, so my family's from or, from uh, from uh, Hyderabad and uh, <clears throat> Hyderabad, India. My dad left in nineteen okay. seventy, and uh, and he took off, moved to Toronto, and he was there for eighteen months. You know, got got his stuff figured out, sent for my mom. My mom came, and then they were in uh, they were in Canada for uh, like ten years. My brother was born out there, and then uh, in nineteen eighty. Uh, they uh, they left I think seventy nine eighty they left and came down to Houston Texas and that's where I came in and then um, we've just like the family's been there ever since and then uh, I lived so I'm born and raised in Houston um, and uh, I lived in I lived in Austin for about ten years and then uh, last well twenty in twenty twenty one August to twenty one I moved out to Atlanta uh, yeah. and so. So that's kind of the, it's kind of my geographical hopping story, but yeah, so, it's, it's, it's cool. So you ended up picking up hockey in Houston and not in Toronto. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I know, so they, like, I know they have uh, a AHL team there. I think. Used to, used to, or, used to have, uh, but then they left. Um, but no, I, I, I started with roller hockey and then I just okay. like, nice. and then I, just, then I just fell in love with the game and then it just kind of took off from there and then. That's when, um, that's when I kind of got the. I just happened to be playing. Uh, I was supposed to playing in a game, and this, you know, the, like one of the windbreaker guys came and talked to like my a, mom. Like high school yeah. or like travel? Yeah, this or... was. Yeah, no, I was. This was like a. I was, this was a link, a link game, and okay. so I just was out, <clears throat> and uh, I was just you know so I was out there, and my mom. It was like one of the few times my mom was actually able to come and. And watch me and so uh you know so we're there and uh I'm, I'm playing and then this guy comes up to her um you know usa windbreaker is what i was told and he asked he asked my mom if my uh my growth measurements and stuff had come in she was like yeah he's going to be somewhere between six two and six four so he whips out this he whips out this business card and yeah. uh he was like call me <laughs> and so like uh so then, she, so then my mom tells me about it afterwards, and I was like, uh, Team USA is looking at me? What? <laughs> so yeah. like, so then um, we had a conversation, and they were like, yeah, you, need to, you need to be on this path like now, you know, mm. if you're doing prep hockey, you need to be in Massachusetts or Minnesota. And then when you're done with that, you'll go over to Colorado Springs to train, and we'll see if you make the team, that kind of – so I was yeah. like, wow, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of ifs, you know, yeah. so – I was like, I don't really want to go up north, and I would rather be with my family. And uh, you know, and so then I was also in that time. I was also starting to come up as a drummer in Houston, and I was starting to play like punk rock and stuff like that. And yeah. then I just kind of went the music route instead, and uh, it was pretty cool. Like I got to play one of the coolest teenage moments of my life was there was this club in Houston called the Abyss. Yeah. And where a lot of the Seattle bands um, actually came through there. So at the time, you could go into the wall and you could see like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. And then I saw Nirvana nice. and, and I saw like all these names. And I was like, and I was, and I was playing there when I was uh, 16 or 17. Yeah. And, uh, 
And I was like, holy shit. I played on the same stage as Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Nirvana. And I was like, this is nuts. And then I just, uh, <laughs> and then I just kind of like, all right, we're doing this. And, yeah. you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of wild because like, uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, the music industry, this is kind of like my get off my lawn thing, but like, you know, the music <laughs> industry was so different then. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like everybody's fighting for, you know, it's a whole thing of like, like back in those days, it was kind of like the, you know, maybe the A&R at Columbia just happens to be at my show and, you, yeah. know, we'll, you know, we'll get signed and then, you know, it was all about record, it. record deals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was weird too, because like, <clears throat> this is something a friend of mine, uh, my, like my, my friends talk about was that, you know, back in, uh, God, like late nineties, early two thousands, uh, they were just giving, they were just giving, uh, record deals out. Like it was candy, man. Like, yeah. you know, I have a couple friends of mine in Houston who got million dollar deals. <laughs> so like, you know, and so it was like one of those things. It was like, you know, shit, if they're, they're getting a record deal, then I'm not that far away. And yeah. so, so it was just, you know, so it was kind of like, I went from, I saw these, all these like, you know, moving from hockey to music, but like, uh, I saw this different, these different iterations of like the music business. Cause like, you know, I saw the tail end of the nineties, um, yeah. you know, and I kind of really cut my teeth in the early two thousands, like, uh, I hooked up I hooked up with a friend of mine named Brandon Stanley and he actually goes by Better B now. But you know, he mm. charted top fifty in two thousand five um on Billboard. And so yeah. we just kind of had this nice little explosion and the cool like fun factoid was that for Houston artists it was us and Destiny's Child that year that were on the Billboard charts. So that's a cool little that was a cool little thing. Um but uh you know, so I started playing, you know, so I started, you know, do all these cool shows playing in front of a lot of people. And then, uh, and then at that point, you know, you're, I was 20, 22 at the time. And, and I was like, Oh shit, man, this is like, this is amazing. I went from like, you know, I went from like playing, playing like clubs in front of four people or six people or whatever. And then mm. I played an theater show in front of 10,000 people. And I was like, uh, so I went, I went from like hauling my own gear and like, you know, playing a shit time slot in front of like three people to, you know, playing a, playing a huge amphitheater and like having security, like stop people wherever I'm walking. And then there's like the craft services tent and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, this is, this is it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so like I had that taste of the show for like literally a couple months and then it was like back to you know back to the grind again and yeah. then you know when the and then the third iteration of the music business which is what i think we're in now was after the crash in 08 when you know i had friends of mine who when the crash happened like different labels they just cut their they cut the label credit card and they were like on tour yeah. and they were like sorry we're pulling this so they're like trying to figure out how to get home. And so I saw that. And then we see it now where, you know, I think, I think uh, like there's much more like the barrier is gone of like, oh, I hope I get a record deal to, well, I'll just make this record and put it out on, you know, District Kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and it's pretty cool, you know, like it's cool in that way. But at the same time, it's like, it just seems like it's a much bigger void. 
in the sense of like when you put a record out, nobody cares, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, even I mean, obviously they got millions and millions and millions of streams, but you take like Metallica, right? Like Metallica just drops a record or Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar just like drops a record. No, 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 like no worries. And then it just blows up. Right. Yeah. You know, whereas for the rest of us, we're having to do like, you know, do this strategy, do that strategy and all this. And like, you know, there's the there's the thing of like Facebook ads versus TikTok influencers, which promotion, <laughs> you know, you know, like be more active on Instagram reels and all this stuff. And it's just like, like, bro, I just make music, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and it's weird. And it's weird for me to do because it's like I'm I'm social media savage, you know, but like. At the same time, I'm not going to go. I'm not like I'm not the type of guy that's going to go and like, let me go write a skit for TikTok. Like I'm, yeah. Like like, dude, I'll just like I'll just talk to you. But like, I mean, I'm not I'm not that entertaining. <laughs> you know, like I'm not a I'm not a reality show guy. You know, so it's so it's weird. It's like you have to you have to be all things now. And like, and the, the only thing that's like weirdly reassuring in all this is that like. You know, you have these major label guys who are doing the same thing, you know, yeah. so it's you'll see like a band you really like and they're on TikTok making TikTok type videos and they're doing a whole promotion like for, their, <laughs> for that really cycle, just all on TikTok. Yeah. So it's weird. You know, so it's a it's a it's a weird wide world. But at the same time, it's like <clears throat> there's so much cool stuff on like the producer front where I live, where, you know, for 14 bucks a month i you know can access all of these amazing like plugins you know to mix a record stuff that i paid thousands of dollars literally thousands of dollars for right and i'm paying um, like i'm I'm actually paying less money than my than my netflix subscription and i have access to all of the stuff that i used to pay 20 grand so it's like so it's like you have that part of the business which is frankly bullshit but then you have like this part, which is like, this is super cool. So it's like, I find myself almost on a daily basis when I'm like working on the JD Lion brand, you know, when I'm working on that, I'm like, I, I love this, which is like making music, making records, using gear that used to be so far out of my reach. But then like, I look at the social media stuff and I'm like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah, so it's like I, I find myself, you know, like I, that, that's a question I talk with my friends about a lot. Is you know, what is the happy medium between doing the thing we love versus, you know, putting on this show for people yeah. and just like you know doing it for the likes or doing it for the views or whatever. And it's so I and then like you know and of course, you know the ultimate, you know sort of like for lack of a better term, the ultimate dick measure thing is, you know, how, like, how many, how many monthly streams do you have, bro? And it's like, it's so much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then, and then, you know, we, we shame people for it. You know, it's like, well, this guy only has 42 monthly listeners, so he must suck. And it's like, actually, no, well, he's pretty good. I don't, I don't know who's <laughs> shaming anybody. I mean, pretty much everybody, everybody who comes on this podcast has like, 12 listeners so i'm trying to like i'm trying to help out you know what i mean no no but, you're, and you're doing the lord's work it's just but the thing is is that like other artists do it you know and like fans fans will immediately judge you you know when you have like, 
Yeah, you know, I, think, I think you know, so. It's like one of those things where like if you have like thousands and thousands of streams, you know, like people take you more seriously. Like, I mean, I have one song that has, you know, I think I'm up to like 45,000 streams in one song, right? And, you know, like, yeah, you know, but I'm, I'm grateful for it. But it's just like, you know, so I have one like with like that, but then I have another song on the same record that has like 604. Yeah. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing. playlist thing. Yeah. You know, it's all about getting into the, uh, the big current, the big river. Everybody's in yeah. a, pretty much 99% of people are in a sm- small stream, the, the little estuary that's trying to feed into the big river. And if you, one of your little tunes gets picked up by the big river, mm-hmm. I mean, you're off to the races. So that's I think it. that's, that's just the game people are playing. Yeah. And like, honestly, I don't, I don't know what I think about it exactly. Other than that's just the reality that we find ourselves in, in this version of the matrix. But, um, <laughs> this, this reality. Yeah. I, I do think it's cool in a practical sense that it's available to people if they use it. Uh, I mean, they often say, of course, if it's free, then you're the product, but whatever. I mean, it's, it's a tool you can use it how you want. I just know from personal experience that, like, um, you know, I do little festivals for the podcast for people who've been on the show before. And the last one we did, I mean, no one really sold too many tickets at all. Um, but the one band, or I guess there were a couple bands that did, but one of the bands that did well, um, seriously, just brought in random ass people from um, all over because they had a song on TikTok. Like, I saw it manifest in reality. I was like, you know, I, I would have been skeptical. I don't remember if they even mentioned that or told me that. or It didn't matter. But um, after the fact, I was like, well, I guess it, it works, man. Because, mm-hmm. like, the festival was in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> and uh, people, you know, were driving down from, like, New York to see them. And it was like, wow. And they're just, like, basically a high school band. That's amazing. so like so in a positive sense it's like that can't happen without you know tiktok or without some of that stuff so i don't know it's kind of interesting just to watch it play out yeah you know and it's and it's like and but see like that's a good thing you brought up because it's always cool to see the materialization of yeah uh, of stuff like that you know and and the thing and, you know, the thing, man, is that, like, we don't know what we want to be because, you know, you have, you know, you have people who cater exclusively to the, what, the seven to ten seconds of TikTok, right? And then you have others who are, like, you know, old school and they're like, I want to make album-oriented music. But then, you know, they're also doing it for the monthly streams and all that stuff, right? So it's just sort of like... I can't wait till we figure out what the balance is to where it's yeah. just sort of like, you know, we have like, a, I watched a video the other day about how we literally have one, you have one to two seconds to captivate someone's attention before they just swipe. And it's just like, dude, how do you, how do you even get it? It's it, like, it, like it takes, it takes longer to say hi than it does to get like to, than it does to, yeah. you know, roll on to the same thing. So it's like, how do you even like like what do you even do? Yeah, to, <laughs> us, to us old farts is kind of frustrating, but like to the new farts, I mean, it's all 
They love it. And I mean, even the relatively middle-aged farts, like um, <laughs> I'd say middle-aged, um, Bam Margera would probably be a good example <laughs> because even back then, you know, he tried, he did a lot of the editing for Jackass himself and he was like, we tried to make it like ADD appropriate. <laughs> like we wanted quick, quick clips, quick cuts, <clears throat> the whole nine yeah. and just feed into the whole thing. Which you could talk about the ethics of that if you want, but ultimately that's kind of boring. So, um, no, I think it's genius, actually. I mean, so it's sort of just, yeah, just sort of the game to play. I've been getting more into the video side of things because it just seems Mm -hmm. like it's inevitable that you have to have some ability at it. If you don't, then you have to pay someone who does, which I'd been doing for a long time and was just like, you know, Seems like kind of a waste of money for what I'm getting from it. So let me just like figure out how to do something on my own. And maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. But it's a new like thing, you know, to work on. Here's the thing, man. It's like I saw I saw a tweet from uh, this cat. I, w- I wish I could remember the guy's name. But basically the guy was like, if you write and play an instrument and mix and master your own records, you're a genius in this industry. And that is mostly true. If your songs don't suck. I'll add that caveat. If your songs don't (laughs) suck. If you actually know how to mix a record. And then if you actually have the world. There's a lot of people who can do all those skills. But I would argue that like at least one of those skills might be a little subpar. (laughs) And it's normally not like the mastering. (laughs) It's like (laughs) something. It's like, man, maybe... Go tweak those lyrics a little bit, buddy, or something. But I don't know. I'm not here to judge you know, people. It's just like, <laughs> but you know, maybe I'll I say am. This though. Yeah, no, but I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And I'll say this though. I mean, the way that as a producer, I, I got you know, sort of you know, the whatever platform or whatever you yeah. know, career you want to call it. Um, but I mean, when I started out in 2019, 2020, right, I went from like playing drums in Americana bands, country bands, like doing, you know, a brief stint in rock and roll and just kind of being this working touring guy. And I got out of it because I was so burned out and I was, you know, I did a stretch where I did anywhere between 150 and 180 shows for 10 years straight. And it's just... And I was just like, dude, I'm done doing this shit, you know? And so I got into this, you know, my friend, uh, my friend Derek, like one of my very best friends, uh, is Derek, he goes by cloud Cord, And I had, you know, I had done some shows with him and I'd worked with him and, you know, we were going through this stuff and he was just like, you need to be doing this. And I was like, and I did the, and I did the classic, you know, thing of like the yeah, but thing, which is essentially nothing but excuses which was, yeah. but I don't have this gear. We'll go get the gear. Yeah, but I don't have this. Go do it. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Go learn, right? <laughs> and so, like, the thing that I'll say to your point about, you know, um, to, you know, about, like, you know, you're, like having your skills and improving your skills, right? I have been in studios since I was a teenager, right? So I understood the process of mixing. And I understood, you know, why... You know, you have 
you know, why, why EQ and compression is the key to one thing, but then you want to allow space for another thing. I understood all that. And especially with the fact that I worked in demo farms and I used to just crank out drum parts. So I, I, yeah. I, I understood all that stuff. But, but the thing that I would say, and this is, you know, besides, you know, publicly, you know, screaming out like, hey, I have a new single coming out. Um, besides, you know, screaming that stuff out. The one thing I would tell every single person who listens to this podcast is, and if they're, if they're in the music business or not, is that if you're a musician and you're not on YouTube University and you're not <laughs> yeah, this, learning something on there, that is on you because I could have gone and spent, I don't know, 30 grand at full sale and yeah. I would have got education. No problem. Right. But I found like all of these different YouTube channels with these amazing mix engineers whose records I'd listened to my whole life, like Dave Pensato and Chris Lord Alge and uh, yeah. Bob Clearmountain, you know, and they're teaching you how to do this. And I was like, what, for free? <laughs> no, it's like, like, wait a second, there's a yeah. whole video series with Chris Lord Alge talking about how to make your, your records bigger and he's teaching this for free for the cost of my internet. Like, if you're not doing this stuff, man, and you're not doing the research behind, like, like what, you know, like, like who, who does this? Like, like basically, it's just like nobody reads liner notes, right? Nobody looks at allmusic.com for credits, right? Well, start looking at that, man. See, <laughs> like, if you like the way something looks yeah. or you like the way something sounds, see who did it. You yeah, know, they might and have a channel. That's a good point. And that's the thing is that like, you know, I knew because I was in the business, you know, like I knew who I liked, you know, in the sense of like, you know, I knew that Bob Clear Mountain makes the most amazing live records. So let me study that. Chris Lord yeah. Alge and, you know, Chris Lord Alge has mixed literally everybody. Let me do that. You know, I, you know, look at stuff that from, you know, Ocean Way and Sunset Sound, all this stuff, right? And listen to those stories and see what you can learn from them. And that's, I mean, that was the thing is that like, I spent, you know, it's interesting with your podcasts, like being a part, you know, part-time rock star. I was, you know, I, I have spent this whole time being a part-time musician and a full-time student because right. literally yeah. every day I'm watching a video on how to make, you know, your mixes better or, you know, how, like there's so many cats in electronic music who are like, Here's how to get beyond, you know, the beat drop. And here's how you can make, here's how to elevate your game yeah. with chord structure and things like that. So it's like, man, if you're not doing that as an artist, you're an idiot. Because they're literally giving you the keys of the kingdom. And people are just like, whatever, back on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this could be like a much larger, longer Joe Rogan style conversation about people's attention spans and being passive versus active. But I think the summation is if you're actually out there working on something and working hard at it, chances are you're like in the one percentile or five, at least the five percentile of people who are actually working hard on something because at least, I don't know, the general consensus is a lot of people are lazy these days. And a lot of people are way more passive consumers, especially when it comes to like digital media than they are creators. So even though, if you are a creator, you get online, it kind of looks like maybe everyone else is too, because you, if you're like me, you kind of follow a lot of creators for like inspiration. Mm -hmm. But I think the reality is 
you know, 90% of people online are just kind of passively doom scrolling or lurking or whatever you want to call it, trolling, mm-hmm. just shitting on other people's stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. And and that's the thing that I've learned is that like all of my all of my friends who are out there and doing it, like I've I've got I am blessed to have been in this business long enough to where I have, you know, a lot of my like close friends are like, you know, in the millions of streams in the millions of monthly yeah. streams or, you know, touring with big acts and things like that. So I have a lot of my friends, you know, are at that level. And I'm and I'm frankly, I'm going from playing drums for people on that level to trying to be a solo artist, catch up with those and then catch up with my friends, you know, to where they're like, yeah, we know you can do it, but like you have like levels of your career that you have to hit before you can party with us professionally again. And so it's, it's a, so it's a weird thing. So like, so to your point about being lazy, it's like, yeah, I work my ass off all the time because I'm trying to catch up to those guys. And, and so it's like, you know, so so that's why, like, with trying to catch up with my friends, that's where I'm just kind of like, all right, well, how do I make this mix better? How do I make my songs better? How do I make my structure this? Like, and the, and then also too, there's also the bigger conversation you can have of what type of artist do I want to be, right? Because yeah. like when I started out, I was making ambient music, and I was making basically like, hey, I'm going through a really tough time in my life. I'm newly sober. I need to explain this, you know, having mental health issues and things like that. Like, I, like I'm putting this music out, documenting that era of my life. And then once I started playing live, I was like, nobody wants to pay money to go listen to ethereal ambient music that makes you think, right? Like, is that was that different than what you're doing now? I mean, you have to maybe yes. for, forgive what my lack of homework, but. I didn't no, hear no, any no. lyrics any lyrics on your current Spotify. No, page. no, there's no there's no lyrics. It's just more okay. of like I went from making like these ambient jams and like, you know, kind okay. of spacey things to now I'm like, you know, making French house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay. I like like your point about the like the way I the way I can justify my musical ADHD is by saying that I'm genreless. That's you know, right. like I'll, I'll just I'll just break that fourth wall. You know, but but it's just kind of the thing is that like it wasn't until I actually went and played my first live show last year as you know JD Lion was where I realized oh no I want to be making dance music you know I need to be like uh, like more aggressive like I have more of an aggressive sort of like in your face thing live so like let me make music that fits that you know and so it's just kind of funny like with you know before. I was kind of on the support side, you know, in the, mm. in the music, like I'm playing drums for this, you know, for this person, they've taken this journey already. They know who they are. And I'm just making that better. Right. Mm. Now I'm on this journey on my own and I'm having to make those same decisions and make those same mistakes and all those stuff is weird. It's a really weird, like dichotomy to where it's like, I am on this lower level of my career, but my friends are over here, but if I ever stopped wanting to do this and I wanted to go play drums for somebody over here, I could go, you know, play for somebody big. And so it's a weird, it's a weird thing that I still don't, it does, it doesn't quite make sense to me, but I just know that this is what yeah. it's So who, uh, who would be better. the big dog? Who would be the big dogs you jump in with? Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's, 
it just it, it just depends like are we talking like what what is actually offered to me or like you're asking like who would i'm just for shits and giggles i know it's a podcast maybe you don't want to say <laughs> names or bands but maybe if there is one you can mention that'd be fun um i you know years ago this is a fun one years ago i actually auditioned for godsmack before nice. they got before they got shannon larkin and that was a that was a fun one um you know yeah. and it was it didn't go great <laughs> like, like i mean it was yeah. it was fun to turn out or whatever, but that's no it was just like one of those things i, I wasn't even in the room with the guys. like i just yeah. was like playing songs and i didn't even meet half the guys you know so but it was just because it was it was more of like hey let's win these auditions and like you know the person who set it up for me was like did it as like a favor in a way yeah. and so but i mean that was that was cool obviously i never had a chance in hell of getting that gig and shannon larkin who's the drummer that got that gig is amazing yeah. so um <clears throat> but i mean if i was to play for anybody uh well obviously the most famous drummer position that's about to be closed is the foo fighters you know god yeah. rest taylor you know but um you know if i ever had that audition fuck yeah i would do that yeah. <laughs> but like uh, but i mean you know it's it's it would take a lot at this point you know it because yeah. because at this point what i'm doing with electronic music is much speaks much more to my soul and uh and you know there's there really is a power that i never understood before until i started doing it where there's a power of like i'm doing this this is mine you know and yeah i think it's, you know <clears throat> i don't know because i've never been a sideman i'm not opposed to it because i would definitely play guitar for like a big mm -hmm. band if i was ever uh i don't know got the gig or whatever but i've always just had like my own creative outlet project for that purpose mm -hmm. it, it didn't start with like any other real reason other than i was like i miss writing songs and it was fun and i want to see if i can get better at it and it, mm -hmm. and i don't have to worry about anyone else like i don't know having an opinion on it really hey man this is me telling so, you when you're do it do it because no, i'll tell I mean, you I've, I've been doing it and it's fun like, no, okay it's good but, but release yeah. it release it you know no, because it's, it's released okay cool that's well, the reason now, i started this podcast actually nice it's like an okay well now i know what to listen to it's an extension of like just I don't know, doing stuff like we were talking about before, trying out different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and it's you know like with with this particular project too, it's it's really fun to be able to take like random ass elements and going with it. Like I yeah. I wrote a song like here. This this is a fun. This is a fun one. I have a song on my record, uh, Evolve or Die, called All the Pretty Girls. Right. And I wrote that song because I was watching 90 Day Fiance. And <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching 90 Day Fiance and the hot Russian chick who was, you know, I think engaged to like some Tennessee pumpkin guy. Uh, yeah. She was, you know, I, she's like, I don't trust you with all the pretty girls. And like I heard that, and I was like, "That's a song," and then I fucking wrote one. <laughs> so yeah. like, and then, and then it also realized, and I was like, "Oh, not only 
did this come out like totally reality show sound like like i used the kardashians as like my you know template and I, that's when i also realized too i was like oh yeah maybe my niche is writing fun electronic music for trashy reality tv maybe that's my thing and <laughs> that's totally cool and it's like hey if it gets me paid and it allows me an addition to my house let's go i'm in oh, yeah yeah if you so, make yeah, I've have ne- never ex- expected to make. I sent the song over yeah. but um, yeah, I- I've never expected to make any money at this, other than maybe on the side aspects of it, like like the video stuff or whatever. But um, hey man, I think, you, uh, never know, you never know what hits with licensing. That's, yeah, and that's, that's and I will that's, say that's I, where I think it's worth it. I think you're right because um, the one person that I know, at least from this podcast. I don't know if I know anyone else who's done it successfully yet, but they've done it successfully and they got their shit on like Shameless, the TV show on Netflix. And that's amazing. That's a and they're blowing up right now. Like, in I think they started their band two years ago. So, See? all of a sudden they got their tours lined up. They're headlining. Streams are going through the roof. It's like who's the band? Uh, they're called Teen Mortgage. They're like Teen a. British punk rocker. Well, cool. one of the members is British, but they're from around okay. here. That's and, rad uh, as hell. But you yeah, see, they, you know, we talked about the TikTok. And, you know, the thing that's funny is that, like, I find a lot of my new music by watching TV and playing video games. So there you go. Tony Hawk so Pro Skater. And, like, <laughs> and so, like, licensing, licensing works, man. You know, like it, it really, it really does. And so, yeah. and I feel like, you know, obviously TikTok and all that stuff is humongous and needs to be catered to. And, you know, you have to pay a lot of attention and really, you know, devote yourself to it. But at the same time, it's like, man, honestly, I find you, it you do and you don't, I mean, you know, well, I mean, you uh, know, you, you have, but you, you kind of have to, though, if you want to be in the game. Right. I mean, an- another example would be <clears> like, I have a friend who does have like, <clears throat> or was not a band with millions of streams on YouTube, but mm-hmm. their biggest video was uh, their cat just swiping at the hard drive when a CD-ROM would come out of the player, and the cat would, like, <laughs> swat at it. And that thing went freaking viral and, like, had shitloads more streams than any of their music videos ever did. And their music videos were, like, popular and doing well. So, like... That's the thing. I yeah. don't think it, you really have to pay too much attention. You just have to post shit. I mean, who knows what's going to work? Like, well, well, my long-term plan as J.D. Lyon is to get a golden retriever and make him my mascot. I'm just going to take my golden retriever and put a lion on him. And well, if you're, not, if you're not currently getting laid, you will be getting laid for sure after that. So... Yeah, I was going to call okay. him, you know, G.D. And, you know, yeah. I'm going to name him Gumbo, you know. So, you know, love G.D. Lion, J.D. Lion. You know, it sells itself, you know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and you, and you know what's funny? When I got into music, I never realized that I could get girls when I was in high school. No idea. I actually kept my whole music career a secret and, and when I was in high school. Well, you had the hockey had- career to fall back on so that should have, that should have <laughs> more people theory. knew about me as a hockey player than they but did about us if you're a goalie it's, you're a head case so maybe that's why you just didn't know i don't know true it's true all of us goalies are fucking crazy you get hit in the head with too many damn pucks 
you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, it's funny, like I, you know, like, like you brought up, you know, the, the chick element of it. I legit wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, I love dogs. And, you know, same thing when I was back in, you know, in high school and like, I had like some, some friends of mine and they brought like their, their friends and they, they went to see one of my shows. And then literally like the next that Monday after when I was at school, they were just like staring at me and I was like, yeah. did you guys I, turn I, off I, weird man? And they're like, they went from like friend zone to being like weirdly in love with me. And I was like, uh, I was like, this can do that. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're worried too much about your TikTok profile and you should be worried about your Tinder profile. <laughs> I think, you know, that might be the, the well, that's, a, that's a whole other, that's a disaster. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like yeah, tender. Whatever, <laughs> but you know, grinder. <laughs> Whatever you're on. <laughs> I know a lot of musicians these days start OnlyFans. As, hey man, uh, because I think OnlyFans literally crushes the shit out of Patreon. Obviously yeah. for the porn, but also because it's literally just a bigger exclusive platform. So like, Which you don't is? have to post your butthole on there. Mm. You can actually post your music videos or air quotes, exclusive content, not necessarily again, your taint, but your actual like behind the scenes music stuff. And apparently, I mean, some people might pay for it. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird fetish thing, but. So what you're telling me is, is I should be the Indian Tommy Lee. The who? The Indian Tommy Lee. Oh yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, if you're hung like that, he's got a big hog. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, <laughs> if you got that type of that, if you got that type I mean, of hardware, then definitely you, know, like, you should. I can, I could, I could, you know, I'll, I'll post all my exclusive music, and you know, why, why not some porn? Why not, dude? The first person, like, the first person that does that successfully, will be the first person that I want on this podcast, like, bad. I'm going to be like, you need to come on the, on the show so we can talk about this. Because I've been waiting for this this transition to happen for, like, years now. So I'm just, <laughs> like, somebody has to pull it off. Like, the transition from porn to, like, rock star. So or, what, you're, what, you're telling me, what you're telling me is I need to be drummer, producer, porn star, and then I really got yeah. it after that. Because something's got to click there. Like, somehow, <clears throat> something's got to go viral. I don't know which I part. But. I see you're you're providing a great media service, man, because somebody will <laughs> listen to this and somebody will take that and go, hey, wait a minute, I'm a guitarist and I make my music and I also really like making porn. I'm in, starting an OnlyFans. And yeah. then they and then they blow it up and then they blow it up. <clears throat> Never know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess I guess uh, one thing I did I will add. Is that uh, I don't know when this comes out, but February Couple the twenty fourth. Okay, so, so I should be able to get so out for then. Oh, per perfect. Okay, so February twenty fourth. Uh, I have a new song. Uh, it's my first release of the year. The song is called "Lightning." Lightning the Queen, and I did a collab with uh, my good buddy uh, Animal Weapon, um, who's a really badass, um, really badass producer on his own make some incredible ambient music and uh he actually did some he did the music for if you're familiar with the undisclosed podcast um 
you know, with like, it was basically the follow-up to Serial with Anansi Ed and all that. Mm-hmm. So he did the music for that and they, and they blew up. And so I met him through that <clears throat> and cause I was, I was just a fan of this and uh, I messaged him and I was like, dude, I love your music. You want to yeah. work together? He was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. And so he stepped out of his comfort zone of doing like, kind of like, you know, really cool ambient kind of Aphex Twin kind of sounding stuff. And I was like, hey, bro, won't you, uh, let's do this house track. And so he was like, okay. And so like, uh, so he, he turned in this really freaking cool, uh, really freaking cool, uh, second part to the song. And then, you know, when we, you know, we meshed perfectly on it. And, uh, so that comes out on the 24th of February and the name of the song is is lightning McQueen. Lightning the Queen, and it's pretty funny because uh, so I teach um, I teach music production and I teach drums and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. So with one of my production students, um, we were just having this conversation and talking about Lightning McQueen from Cars. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and I heard it as Lightning the Queen because I have hearing issues, and uh, and yeah, and so he was like, "No, dude." I said Lightning McQueen. I was like, what the hell is Lightning the Queen? And I was like, that's a song is what it is. There you go. And, then, and so I <clears throat> so then I wrote the song and then roped in my my homie Animal Weapon and then just we just made we made this tune and it comes out on the twenty fourth. And then the next night, in sort of, you know, celebration of that release, him and I are actually playing together in New York City on the twenty fifth. Oh yeah. And and so for your East Coast peoples, uh, we're over at uh, the Delancey, and we're on at, and then we're on at six and seven. So, you're, so if you're in the city and you want to come hear some fun electronic music, come come bring it. So Hell yeah, <clears throat> so well, hopefully I'll uh, I'll definitely put all the pertinent information into the episode, like the thing, the intro, or the uh, the notes, or the whole nine, yeah. and all oh, the yeah. social media as well. But and I, uh, just so for you to know too, we are planning. We are planning a DC date soon. So, oh yeah, yeah. So we will right. come. We'll come holler at you for sure. Sounds fun, man. Yeah, um, man. I really gotta go hit the rink. Yeah. I'm running late yeah. to the game. Yeah, but um, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. Nah, man. This has uh, been a really fun conversation. Oh yeah. Hell Text yeah. me also your. It looks like you have sponsors. Mm-hmm. Text me your sponsors so I can like tag those up as well yeah i got so. you uh los capos drumsticks vertical drum company uh those are my guys on the drum world and so I will, right. i'll hit you that info. i'll make sure that they're mentioned in here as well and help you out thanks man i appreciate right. you go kick some go kick some ass and go do some go do some like you know dirty zone shit yeah punishing on a <laughs> unethical behavior that's the that's the so. stay out of the box bro cool. Yep. All right. See ya. <laughs> Appreciate you. See ya. So yeah, I want to thank JD for coming on the show, and thank you for listening. The song you're hearing in the background is called "Lightning the Queen," and it's out on the 24th.